BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello and thanks very much for tuning into this week's episode of Huddles and Stout. We apologise for not being with you last week, but look, Christmas was Christmas was great. It's a time for family, so, not podcasts. Pogwash, uh, if I'm honest. But uh, I, I actually consider our listeners family, so it is on us. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, look. Very good uh, to be back. As Eagles fans, it's probably not going to be the most enjoyable show, but we're uh, we're not one to to skirt away from the no, issue. Sir. I think to be to be no, fair, sir. there's not a, not a lot of positives that can be said about. We'll us. take our hidings, one of them. right in our bare yeah. arses. <laughs> yeah, we'll take our lashings. So look, the 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 format is not going to change. We're heading into the last week of the regular season. We might mix things up in the playoffs. Um, but as the week 18 preview goes and runs, we will continue with the same. So around the ground, scores from last week, uh, fourth and goal, and then obviously the week 18 previews for what seems like it's going to be a pretty adventurous week, um, a lot to happen. But without much further ado, and to stop me waffling, quickly around the ground, and I'm going to ask, Rocky to jump in provide a bit of context I struggle with American odds but uh, Lamar Jackson went from being the MVP favourite at minus 160 to minus 10,000 after Sunday's defeat of the Dolphins yeah uh, the All Americans kind of try and make make things difficult for themselves God bless them Um, so Prior to this week, he was 160. That means he would have to bet $160 or euros or units, as the Sharps would say. Um, so you would have to bet 160 euros to win 100 euros. And now, obviously, that odd shift means you would need to bet 10,000 euros to win 100 euros. So it's a, uh, as far as the books are concerned, pretty much a sure thing. Lock it up. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to make it nonsensical to actually put on or put money on Lamar. Yeah, I think where are we going <laughs> where it to be someone else, um I think will cause massive disruptions. Um yeah. yeah, he's he's unanimous for me anyway. But quickly flying around the scores, uh first up the Browns overcame the Jets thirty seven points to twenty. Cowboys overcame the Lions 20 points to 19 bit of a controversy around that result as mentioned the Ravens blitzed the Dolphins 56 points to 19 
Bills overcame the Patriots, 27 points to 21. Bears overcame the Falcons, 37-17. The Cardinals overcame the Eagles, 35 points to 31. The Texans overcame the Titans, 26 points to 3. Colts overcame the Raiders, 23-20. Jags victorious over the Panthers, 26-zip. Rams held on against the Giants, 26-25. Saints overcame the Bucks, 23-13. 49ers dispatched of the Commanders and clinched the one seed, 27 points to 10. Steelers overcame the Seahawks, 30 points to 23. Chargers fell victim to the Broncos, 16 points to 9. Chiefs defeated the Bengals 25-17. And then just last night, the Packers overcame the Vikes 33 points to 10. So that's kind of our around the ground. Um, we're kicking into Fort and Goal. And I apologize as always when the show lands in this structure. But I am the first to lead off. So apologies for clattering no, on it. in. Uh, we love it. For the crux of this episode. So to kick things off, nice, easy, simple one. Uh, Bears chat. This is for you, Keith. With the clinched first round pick in next year's draft, owing to Carolina locked into the worst record. Just what do the Bears do at QB? Um, I think we'll see a lot of a lot of talk about this topic over the next couple of weeks and. For the most part, I think, and I think I agree with it as well, is that you actually hold on to Justin Fields. And I've been pretty critical of, of Justin Fields and his coach. Um, but I think the incremental year-on-year improvement, and it is, it has been uh, fairly incremental um, in some ways, sort of. It's not, not leaps and bounds like the Josh Allen leap or the Jalen Hurts leap of last year, but it has been a gradual um, and I think you can turn that number one overall pick into to many more draft picks. Um, a la what they did with the the Giants trade. I think they traded. I know they traded up to get Justin Fields, but like what they did um, for with the the number one all, over, the number one overall pick last year, going from number one to number mm. eight. Um, with Carolina there. I think that benefits them the most. They'd be able to get a, a bit of a haul um, of, of draft picks and really round out the team offensively yeah, and I th- defensively. I, think, I tend to agree. Um, obviously, look, two ends of the coin. I've probably been more pro fields uh, during his tenure. I just... I think he does a lot of what you want and what he doesn't do you can you can work on. I also think I haven't been fully convinced by this kind of stretch of games they've gone in. I still think it's time for Iberflus to move on. Um I know the the talk of the town now is that they will hold on to Iberflus. They'll hold on to both. I would like to see the number one draft pick I'm less enticed by additional draft picks. I think get one or two, but but I'm also looking at getting some free agents because they haven't hit on free agents. And uh, obviously, look at Chase Claypool; he's in Miami. Mm. Yeah. Um, they've made some kind of humdingers. So look, maybe the GM is not up to kind of picking free agent talent, but. A free agent's the wrong term, but some I mean some trade pieces. I'd like to see some potential star players coming back in return as well. Um but yeah, for me definitely I think it'd be madness to move off Justin Fields. I'm not fully convinced on Caleb Williams or Drake May, um who are slated to be the two number one draft picks, despite neither institution featuring in the final four. It's always kind of a bit of a red flag for me. Um, but yeah, I think we're kind of in agreement in that one. I think we are, yeah. I think, as you say, yeah, the draft is all well and good. Like um, Ryan Poles, the GM, has done a good job. And I think if he if he identifies a quarterback needy team to trade the number one overall pick with 
and they still don't you know as you say if some team is going to pay a ransom to move up to get Caleb Williams or Drake May and they don't turn out to be a CJ Stroud or a Joe Burrow you could be picking <clears throat> not just high in this year's draft but in next year's draft too and as you say some of the off-season additions the free agents in like Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards and then some of the trade uh, or pieces brought in by trade like DJ Moore they've been okay to good at times um, but yeah I think if they can hit on a draft and by which I mean get three really good solid picks you know three of them turn into immediate starters as well as a decent pickup in free agency um like they could battle for this division next year easily Easily. as you say the coaching is is a different question i would be in agreement with you i think matt eberflus has benefited that he's looked good for a stretch of games towards the end of the season um and that's why there's a bit of optimism there but i would move on from him but yeah i think the with a solid off season and they have plenty of cap room next year as well but with a solid off season they could really really challenge for the the division next year yeah fair um we'll move on to something uh, a bit of a sore spot from myself and yourself but as you say we take our beatings uh from number one seed to one and done the Eagles are in shambles, and could they be bounced in the first round after holding the number one record for most of the season? I think, barring a like a miraculous Cowboys loss to the Commanders, they're virtually locked in to the fifth seed. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. So they'll be playing either Tampa Bay or the Saints, which I've said previously is probably the most coveted seed this year outside mm. of maybe the number two seed and that's still up for debate um but i think just with the eagles looking like they have the last couple of weeks the last five weeks they've won they've lost four out of their five last games um it, you could almost flip that on its head and say the saints or tampa or whoever comes out of that division they have a fighting chance to actually move on past the Eagles, given how they've played. Yeah. Uh, you're not wrong, I think, is, is the is the nice way of saying things. I, I just... I'm kind of really struggling with, I suppose, the concept of how it's it's all gone wrong. To answer your question, and then we might kind of sidebar a little bit, given the fact they're going to be at home, there's a massive opportunity that the, the Eagles are one and done where where I suppose I'm at an absolute loss is the Eagles yeah, will be on the, the road last five games yes I mean so Sorry, yeah. the Saints of the Bucks will be at will home, be home is yeah. what I meant to say what I what I suppose I'm struggling with is the last five games you mentioned they have a victory a lone victory over the Giants at home in which they made difficult work um, they're obviously going to New Netherlands on the weekend which is never an easy place to go uh, especially against a side that has nothing to play for. But it's it's the five games have come on the back of a very impressive stretch, regardless of, of how you view teams. Victory over the Dolphins, victory over the Commanders, victory over the Cowboys, victory over the Chiefs, victory over the Bills. And that's where I'm struggling. Um, obviously opened the season up 5-0, and had a blip against the Jets, then went in that five-game run, and then this latest series of five games has been a mess you can't point to injury I know Jalen's obviously a little bit banged up but it's 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 play calling and you can't help but feel you can't help but look at the Colts and the job Shane Steichen has done and think what did we let well not, not what did we let you're always kind of victim of your success but how influential was he last season because it's our it's our offence that looks Clustered. Our defense is a mess. Don't get me wrong, but but our offense is just limited. There's there's like seems to be zero ambition to run the ball. Even on Sunday when we were we were up, there seemed to be we were up twenty one six. Twenty one six, yeah. The the and the Cardinals had out us. Um, it seems like unless Jalen is running the ball. These designed runs, or it's a tush push. 
there's limited interest in, in just running the ball consistently. And I think you've got an incredible backfield by committee there. Different options with Gamewell and DeAndre Swift. And I just think it's the foundation we need to get back to. Yeah, uh, it's it's very frustrating um, because, as you say, there's some serious talent. And if you were to stack teams up and, you know, just decide on who would win just by pa- talent on paper alone, the Eagles would rival the 49ers um, and might surpass them. But the play calling, particularly over the last five games, has held them back. As you said, I think uh, we were looking at a... a, a uh, series towards the end of that game uh, the Eagles were first and 10 and the Cardinals half I think they committed an offensive holding called back to first and 20 we saw I think two consecutive quarterback draws that went for maybe three yards each and a screen pass out to the side and there it's that's been an issue all season but I think and it's it sort of echoes what Nick Bosa said that I, he put the, the blueprints out there to beat Jalen Hurts. I think a lot of people interpreted that as Jalen Hurts has been found out. You know, he's a system quarterback. I think it's the system that's been found out. You know, we've still seen Jalen Hurts make some absolute phenomenal plays and carry the team at times. Um, so it's not that I'm even concerned with him. For me, it's such an indictment on Brian Johnson and Nick Sirianni as well. Um, I think... Mm-hmm. We'll talk about um, other head coaching spots, but you know, given what we've seen with Doug Peterson getting fired in Philadelphia, I I wouldn't put my hand on my heart and say that Nick Sirianni is going to be saved this offseason. I actually wouldn't. No, how he's how he's a how he's an aggressive bloke. Yep, how he's an aggressive bloke. But looking ah. <clears throat> Segwaying nicely to the last, I suppose, decent side we were victorious against. Um, week 18, AFC East Championship game. If the Bills pull off the dub and the AFC East, what's a more significant talking point next week? Is it Miami's collapse or is it the Bills' resurgence? I'd say they're somewhat equal in magnitude. I think people will look more at the Bills' resurgence. And like we were talking earlier on in the season, how he's been so volatile. And he had obviously a couple of poor first two years, I think it was, and he really took a leap and had been good ever since. And then went through a year or two of, of, you know, quite a large variance in in his ceiling and, and floor mm. um so i think now it kind of puts to bed then the narrative that he's like he might be volatile but he'll always be in that upper echelon and i know the defense has played well and they've done their part um particularly looking at that game um it could have been against the jets this is their the the rematch there um but I think that's a, it's a big talking point and it kind of seals that narrative. He's volatile for sure. It's just the nature of how he plays the game. Um, you know, and it might... For anyone that's unsure, he is Josh Allen. Yes, he. Um, it might go some way to... Um, you know, all the talk was about Stefan Diggs leaving the Buffalo Bills. He's kind of that diva character and any bit of discord or poor record and he seems to want out to go to a contender you know this is the type of thing that might make want to make him stick around in buffalo um so i think it is a, a bit of a turning point for the whole organization Um, like as you said i think you gave in a stat a week ago not last week um a couple of weeks ago that they've been very very good since firing ken dorsey as offensive coordinator so I think it, it really was mm. that's the inflection point on the season I think for uh, for Buffalo. Uh, and on the flip, we're looking at yet another collapse from Miami. Yeah. 
where their only kind of statement victory is a victory against the Cowboys, which look not kind of down talking that either, but they just don't have for all their flair and ability to put up points. And they've invested significantly in like Jalen Ramsey and Nick Chubb and that kind of defense. Uh, not Nick Chubb. Um, not Nick. Sorry, Kill. No, uh, in their defense. Oh, right. Chubb. Uh, oh, um, yeah. Yeah, Bradley Chubb. Um, Bradley Terry Chubb. Kill. Apologies. Um, like I think questions may need to be asked there. Um, they could be facing into a long off season because, particularly when McDaniel's has this kind of ability to kind of talk the talk and I know he's kind of a likable character but fortunately it is a results driven business and regardless of how they played and how kind of the, the fancy kind of the freak offense they show at times and like we were calling for Tyree Kill to be MVP at various parts of the season yeah. I know he's been injured and stuff like that but someone who could potentially be in a bit of Bother this off season. Yeah, Can I you? think so. I'm, I don't think he's in any danger. I think, I think he's he's got the, he had the team looking well last year until two was injured. It has looked good for the most part this year. I don't think it's the same situation as Sirianni that there's been a total collapse. It's just been that they haven't been able to beat the teams that they need to. By which mm. I mean, what's been looked upon as as the good physical teams. Mm. They lack that steel, I suppose. Yeah. Soft underbelly. Yeah. Um, um, I'm kind of bouncing on a little bit from your point there and my point, talking about Mike McDaniel's and Sirianni. Um, going to have a quick look or discussion about potential head coaching vacancies, including some reports of some surprising names that might be retained, according to rumors and reports. I think the first one which we had talked about before, is that Matt Eberflus is reported or rumoured to return and that he won't be moved off from uh, in the off-season. Which, to me, is... It's a recency-biased thing. I think he has he has the teams trending upward, but it's at the very end of the season. And I know that's what you want to see, but is it uh, to me, it's it's a little bit too late... Yeah, too too little, too late for me. Um, look, and look, sometimes that can just be like not every head coach gets sacked on Black Monday. Some get. It it could be just the Bears back office kind of buying themselves a bit of time. Um, kind of mull things over, and maybe take a week or two away to kind of come up with a decision then. It's uh for me it's it's I I think it's a bit of a no brainer they need to move off him. Who the replacement candidate is, I do not know. Um but I definitely feel like they should they might be just waiting to see who else cuts ties and, and who's available on the pickup. Yeah, I at the very mm-hmm. minimum I think Luke Getzi, their OC, will be at least used as the scapegoat there. Um so I think he certainly will be replaced. Um, even if Eberflus is retained. Uh, just somebody else to talk about in this sort of light is Dennis Allen again. I've I've said several times that he's set career years um, in wins and that was, I think, is it a seven-win team and a six-win team? So mm. he's he doesn't have quite the, you know, his portfolio of work isn't, massively impressive but the rumours are there that he will be retained in New Orleans Um, yeah look it's it's a difficult place New Orleans we've talked about this quite a few times over the last two seasons is like they are in salary cap hell there's another massive element to this in that outside of Sean Payton the Saints are a joke organisation it's just for a lot of NFL fans of our era it's hard not to envision the Saints as being kind of one of the more premier franchises and the, the better run franchises, but historically they're not. Um, I think 
they'll probably hold on to him because it's going to be a mess. Have someone in position to to go through the mire with, and then as things are set to pick up, then maybe move off him. So it's it's a strange situation in New Orleans. I wouldn't be shocked if he's held on to, but I would share the sentiment. Yeah, just to get the stat right, he won seven games last year, eight games this year. Um, at least, obviously, he might bump that up to nine. So, two career years for him. I think similarly to um, Matt Ibraflus, Pete Carmichael, he's the OC there. He, again, has faced criticism all year, so he might be used as a scapegoat. Um, just to touch on some of the, the, the spots we already talked about, how safe do you think Nick Sirianni is yourself? Because a lot of the time, if um, a head coach is going to, to be sacked, or is in on the hot seat, one of the coordinators will be used as a scapegoat. And we've talked about Nick Seriani and uh, Brian Johnson throughout the year. So I assume you must envisage at least one of them will, will depart. We'll go. Um, yeah. I I think there's probably still... I think what's counting against Nick Seriani is he does make a lot of people cringe. He does. I know that seems like a very benign thing, but it's not kind of the head of the organization, the face you want. Like the clips, the clips against the Chiefs are just, they're not a good look. And it's just, it's little things like that that make you kind of cringe and kind of, is this the fellow we want leading our organization? It's very... you can envisage a situation where it's very easy for someone like that to lose the locker room. Yes, yeah. It's it's um, all well and good when you're winning, but when you go through a a stretch like the last five games, which isn't just losing, it's looking like you can't adjust or scheme around uh, opponents specifically. It's, yeah, as you say, it doesn't it detracts from confidence, not just lacks mm. the motivating factor. Yeah, um, but yeah, and look, we know who how he is. We know how Roseman is. So, if there's anyone to be concerned about making a move, it's 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 him. And just very quickly as well, I know we we've just to touch on the Raiders and Commanders. I think we've spoken about the Raiders. I think on our last episode, Antonio Pierce seems to to have that team and probably does deserve. After upsetting the Chiefs, I think there's a good chance he gets invited back as head coach. I hope so. I think so. He's a scary dude to to listen to interviews because he talks very violently. He talks like how Isaiah Pacheco runs. And I think it's a foregone conclusion that uh, Ron Rivera is out. That Ron Rivera is out. And I suppose the the other one just to briefly touch on is we may very well see the end of an era this weekend. And it might very well be Bill Belichick's last game in New England. That's the other obvious one. Very much so, yeah. Just to scoop it. The low hanging fruit. Um. Yeah, moving on. We've we've spent yeah, it's quite a bit of bit of time in the NFC. A little bit of time in the AFC. We'll do a little bit more in the AFC. So, AFC South. We have three, nine and seven teams. The Jags are ever so slightly in control. I think they have the head to head tie with the Colts and the Texans. Um, and they face off against the Titans. The Colts and the Texans face off in what you would imagine is winner goes in for, as a wild card unless there's an upset in the Titans fixture. Um, but for you, from the three sides, what, tr- what two make it true to the playoffs? Yeah. And are you, are you comfortable that the Jags will win the division? Um, yeah, I think the Jags will win the division. Um, I think just the Titans are a little bit like the Eagles, sort of in a free fall at the moment. There's all sorts of questions about Mike Rabel at the moment, um, I, who I think is safe. Um, but, yeah, I think the Jags take the division. I think then we'll probably see the Colts um, sneak in, beating the the Texans next week. I just... 
I suppose actually, sorry, um, is is CJ Stroud playing? Do we know? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he played last week. That's played right. Week. Yeah, sorry. Um, yep. Yeah. See, it's a tough one. See, I have such confidence in Shane Steichen and what he can do with, and not even a like, a, a journeyman like Gardner Minshew, who's known to be very limited athletically, and what he's delivered. But of course, we've seen CJ Stroud. Um, I think I would say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill still side with the Colts here I'm like there's no question CJ Stroud is the better quarterback but I think the experience of not only Shane Steichen going to the Super Bowl last year um, as did Gardner Minshew I think they're the more veteran core there and I think that's the kind of intangible that comes into play here fair um, I'm like it's I, I sorry go on. I don't have full confidence in the Jags. I'll say that much. I am not <laughs> like I, I, I find the Texans Colts matchup too close to call. That's fair enough. May very well be the decider in coach of the year candidate. Although Stefanski may have kind of taken the jump on that. But I'm not convinced the Jags, given the run they've been on. Um, can get the job done. Look, I think they will, but I'm not convinced. Um, I'm leaning Texans. I just think it's it's a step too far for the Colts. But, uh, yeah, it's a fascinating finish to a division that we probably didn't see a lot of positive in at the start of the season. No, probably not, I think. The Jags, we expected to run away with the division. Um, and obviously Texans, Colts with rookie quarterbacks, um, and as did the the Titans really having to start Will Levis, but uh, a bit of a surprise this division to be sure. Okay. Um, okay. I'm gonna just bring us back over to the NFC briefly, and the Seahawks. They looked like early in the season like they had a playoff spot locked up. But um, looks like they're going to likely lose out on that spot. What's your take on Geno Smith? Will he be back next year? And do you envisage any other change for the Seahawks? It's a very interesting one. And ultimately, there's no right answer. It can be pulled one of several. Like, the alternative in the building is Drew Locke. I don't think he's good enough. No. Either. Um, it's look. It's he did beat the uh give me bits. the league league <coughs> the Eagles there. Moving on, moving on. Um, no, <laughs> yeah, like do did the Seahawks rebuild entirely? Do they maybe pick up the phone to Chicago? Is that an option? Um. And do you hold on to Gino to give you That's somewhat like of it. a Kansas City... No, but no, is in and actually have Caleb Williams or Drake May sit for the year? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, that would be quite the move because I think everybody's expecting one of the bottom dwellers to trade up for that number one spot. But if you're a middling team... And you want that injection to get over the hump. We could absolutely see that happen. And the Seahawks would be a, probably a, a very decent candidate. Um, yeah, and they have a few pieces they could move. Um, like, I mean, if you gave the Bears... You're probably not going to give up DK Metcalf. But if you gave Kenneth Walker, promising enough running back, 
maybe gave up Tariq Woolen. Um, whatever draft pick you had. You could also throw Drew Locke in as a sweetener as a backup quarterback for the Bears behind field. And I think that's a... F- if you throw in a draft pick or two, it's a very reasonable trade package for both. Yeah, I think... Um, I think you'd, they'd probably ask for... Well, I mean, who do they have at running back in Chicago now? Is it... Um, goodness. <sighs> how much we watch the Bears yeah um, but I think we you don't often see running backs highly valued in these types of trades so I think Tariq Wallen definitely could be one of the, the you know a young star player could definitely be involved in that trade um, they might look for for an O-lineman Charles Cross maybe um, yeah you're likely to see somebody they could even send on Noah Fant or or Drew Locke, as you say, that the deal they got from Denver. Yeah, yeah, I, that's that's something we could definitely see. But you do, do you do envisage that maybe Gino's time is his resurgence has come to a a close. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's why you should have written back Gino. Yep. Um, not speaking like no, I just I just think last year was a. Because obviously he's proven now an anomaly. Um, but I still think he can play. But it's it's similar to Joshua Dobbs. It's that kind of three or four games per season. He's, he's a good backup. A very good backup. But maybe not just a star. That's fair to say. Yeah, I, I, think, that's, I think that's pretty fair. Solid. Um, well, look, my final one for the week, and I, I don't think it's going to be a, a huge lot of talking, and uh, there's a very obvious answer to this, but I still want to ask it anyway. So of our two number one seeds, just who is the most impressive? Baltimore or San Francisco? And who's the the safer bet in the playoffs, I suppose? Um. Okay. I would probably say, if you're looking at the body of work throughout the season, I'd probably say San Francisco. I think they just routinely and consistently pretty much destroyed any opposition. Um, Obviously, probably you might say, obviously the Ravens really put a beat down on them. But I just think we we saw the Ravens look a bit streaky. They weren't always as consistently dominating their opponents as San Fran. So I don't think it's, it's you know, they're miles apart, but I would probably just give the nod to San Francisco there. Um, I would also probably have more faith in San Francisco in the playoffs only because of the competition in the NFC. Um, I think beyond, like I've lost the confidence in the Eagles. I don't even think they're much of a contender this year. Um, beyond maybe the Cowboys and the Lions, there's not really any strong strong team in the playoffs and San Francisco aren't likely to face them until maybe the championship round mm, where we should be played in Santa Clara obviously um, yes um, yeah look for, for me I suppose I know, I know Baltimore beat them I tend to agree the reason being is B- Baltimore is it's a complete Lamar show Um like he's doing it with Isaiah Likely instead of Mark Andrews. He's doing it with pieces. I don't know what choice running back they're on right now. Obviously the defense is very strong. Don't get me wrong, but to put up fifty six points against the Dolphins, uh, I think it would be a hundred fifty three point two QBR rating, something wild. Um, he's been phenomenal, and I think. Were he to get injured, their season goes out the window immediately. I don't think San Francisco, as much as we've talked about their injuries, albeit right, if Christian McCaffrey gets injured, it limits how you play. If Trent Williams gets injured, that's where we've seen them struggle in that three game. There is obviously key pieces you don't want to get injured, but there's more pieces they can afford to lose. And I think that for me is probably... 
as as touch upon yourself that they are obviously the side, the the next best side. It, unfortunately, this moment time it does appear to be Dallas, who San Fran has always had their number in recent years. So I think for them, they probably are favourites. I'm I'm not a hundred percent convinced though the quality, the caliber, of size in the AFC is that too much disparagingly better than the NFC sides. Like Kansas has fallen off a cliff. Miami are are obviously now kind of falling across the finish line. Arguably as at Buffalo because they had a few kind of they've had, they've had a few kind of lackluster performances in this kind of streak they've gone on. Like you look at the other sides that are gonna make it through, I'm not overly convinced on the caliber of our position in the AFC either. So it could be No, that's fair enough. Um as you say, yeah, some of the, the teams that were strong during the year have sort of fell towards the end. The Dolphins, uh, the Bills certainly are surging, but again, you don't know what Bills team's gonna show up. I think the Browns would be the Browns Raven in the playoff would be uh, could be a great game. Obviously, defense dominated, but yeah, I think that Joe Flacco back and yeah, more. yeah, I think that ties it up for us anyway. Yeah, um, and that briefly just kind of round out the foreign goal. I'm just going to run through every team in the league, and you can say whether they're going to look back on their year either positively or negatively. If we disagree, we can justify it with a few words. Um, and of course, if you, if you think maybe it's a mixed bag, you can you can specify as such. All right, we'll start off with the AFC East, the Dolphins. And to get every team, we're really going to have to just limit this to... Positive. Yeah, I think uh, just two of being in for a year is, is a good sign for them. The Bills. Depends on Sunday. Yes, yeah, I suppose I would agree with that. Um, the Jets. Disastrous. Yeah, awful. Their aging quarterback injured. We'll see what happens next year, but yeah. Patriots. Alright. Enough said. <laughs> yep. Ravens. AFC North. Amazing. Brilliant. Browns. Uh fantastic. I think it's a little bit of a mixed bag. Obviously fantastic final result, but the Deshaun Watson deal is not looking so hot right now. No, but you know you've got the right right head coach. Yep, yep, that's fine. But to me, that's just a. Obviously, I'm not dis- discouraging where they are now. But yeah, uh, the Steelers. A uh, bit of a mess. Yeah, probably pretty. Uh, for streak nerds, they're happy to see Tomlin get his his winning season again. But yeah, Pickett's time is done. And the Bengals again. I think fairly obvious. Oh, yeah. Horrific. Yeah. Uh, AFC South Jaguars mm, mixed bag yep probably leaned slightly negative they probably wanted to run away with the division uh, Colts yeah, Trevor didn't take the leap yes, yes Colts amazing Colts fantastic amazing they've got the right coach yeah uh, Texans fantastic amazing. Amazing. they've got the right coach they've got the right quarterback uh, Will Anderson they've now got a culture yep. uh, Will Anderson was a great pick Really solid uh, jump start for the Texans. Titans. <sighs> to be expected. No, I, I even think that's, that was a poor year. It's been ugly at times. Okay. I think it's trending poor, but it was to be expected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, On to the AFC West Chiefs. L- lackluster. Yeah. Yep. Even Patrick Mahomes can't carry nobody's. Uh, the Broncos. Mm-hmm blow it up yeah I think so Um, even with Russell Wilson's kind of resurgence nowhere even where is that at yeah. now now it's a fucking shit show media shit show uh, the Raiders could be turning out positive yeah obviously they're not happy with the season as a whole but mm. I think they, they're probably feeling positive going forward yeah uh, and Chargers uh, an absolute unmitigated shit show. Yeah. Terrible. Um, 
Justin Herbert's meant to be one of the premier quarterbacks. On to the NFC. The NFC East Cowboys. Yeah, positive. Positive. Yeah. Positive. The Eagles. Trending negative. The first two thirds was flying high and the last third is, yeah, as you say, nightmarish. The Giants. Pretty disastrous now after giving that big contract extension to Danny Dimes and for Tommy DeVito to steal most of the headlines. Yeah, yeah. mess. Very poor. Uh, Commanders. I, I'm going to be controversial and say it's it's probably actually okay. Um, the 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 key piece that's been holding them back for decades has moved on. They'll they'll move on at head head coach this season and they'll continue to rebuild. So I I don't think it's all that bad. As as mad as that might. No, sound. that's fair enough. I would probably still lean slightly more uh, negative because I think they've basically had it confirmed to them that Sam Howell is not a guy to build around, and so they're at square yeah. one everywhere apart from owner maybe uh nfc north as our as our 10 teams every year yes 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 uh nfc north the lions very positive yeah. the packers incredibly positive incredibly positive is a bit strong i think i don't think it is i think they now know jordan love is the guy okay and they could be looking at it's it's this is way too soon of a take but if he progresses over the next two seasons, they could get three back-to-back elite-level quarterbacks. Oh, Lord. And that's that's on that the guard. That is an early take. All right, the Vikings. Mm. Negative. Uh, the Bears. Trending positive. Uh, the NFC South, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Positive. Positive. Uh, I don't know for me. I, it's, it's sort of neutral. Season removed from Tom Brady. Come on. Yeah, I just... Behave. Okay, we'll see. Uh, the Saints. Yeah, poor. Yeah. The Falcons. Disastrous. Agreed. And the Panthers. <sighs> Enough said. <laughs> My thoughts exactly. Uh, the NFC West, the 49ers. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, the Rams. I would say this is potentially the best coaching job Sean McVay has done in his time with the Rams. Yeah, that's um, that's not outrageous, I don't think. Um, the Seahawks. Yeah, look, return to, to expectation after the heady heights of last season. Probably negative, but yeah, yeah. Um, and the Cardinals, uh, pretty horrific now, pretty poor. All right, yeah. Um, that, that wraps really us up. Fair. Well, look, we'll very quickly, very quickly run through the fixtures for next week, week 18. The final regular season game for a host of sides. And then uh, we head. I, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm kind of spoofing here because I am trying to get the fixture list up. And we've got it. So kicking off Steelers at Ravens. It's going to be interesting to see who the, the Ravens rest. They're probably not going to rest a whole heap. Given they've got the bye, week, the bye yeah. week, it's kind of improving. Two weeks off can be detrimental. Uh, they don't want to repeat of what happened in 2019, where they were the best team in the regular season, and then got one and done as far as I can remember. So I I back the Ravens, given that un, unlike most of the other teams, already qualified for the playoffs, they're probably going to continue to start most of their starters, and the Steelers are. Are probably happy in the knowledge that they're they're gonna finish above five hundred. So yeah, uh, well, the books have the Ravens as three and a half point home underdogs. So it looks like they're assuming there's gonna be some substantial uh, 
resters rest or starters rested i'm going to probably just bet the ravens and that's it like yeah miss me with the spread um but that game is on saturday that's right yeah no thursday night football this year or this week um the next game is the houston texans at the indy colts the colts are one point underdogs at home um I'm probably going to take the Colts, as I said earlier on. It's one of the key matchups this weekend as well. Obviously, that's yep. winning in touchdown. Winning in. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go Texans. Okay. I believe in CJ. Um, next up, obviously, it's the Bucks Panthers. If you're backing anyone of the Bucks here, you're you're deluded. Uh, yeah. In a must win. Yeah, absolutely. Bucks are five and a half point road favorites, but uh, yeah, still take them. Uh, the Browns at the Bengals. Bengals are six-point favourites. So, again, the Browns are locked into their seed. Um, and next week will be their bye week. So, I'll take the Bengals yeah. here. Um, Vikes-Lions. Uh, I'd say you're probably going to give me a similar spread. I wouldn't be shocked if Dan Campbell starts anyway for the first half. Some of his key names. I think they want to maybe get that loss against the Cowboys out of their system maybe um, but I wouldn't be shocked if he, if he doesn't start them I'll trend Vi- uh, Lions but the money line is probably Vikings um, yeah, I don't think I know they're obviously upset over that loss but I think they know they could have won it um, and maybe in mm. the off season or later on we'll talk about what actually happened and what we actually think uh, should have happened um, but I think the Lions are okay I'm going to go with the Lions here I think they're locked into their seat as well Essentially, at yeah. three, um, I'll take the Lions there. Uh, the next game is the Jets at the Patriots. The Patriots are two and a half point home favorites. This is an awful game. I'll just go with the favorites here, the Patriots, for no reason other than they're favorited here. It's it's an ugly matchup. Yeah, it might be Bill's last game. Um, Falcon Saints. Seven nine Falcons, eight and eight Saints. There's actually not a huge amount between them, but given the fact that the Saints are playing for a playoff spot, I'm going to back the playoff the Saints. Yeah, that's they're three point favorites. That's a good as reason as any. Like just Arthur Smith's been a massive disappointment, I think. So yeah, I'll go with the Saints. Then the Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans, as we talked about before, five point road uh, favorites. The Jacksonville Jaguars are. I'm going to side with the Jags here. Like, I think this is pretty safe, personally. I, I side with the Jags, but it, it is the ultimate banana skin fixture for me, this one. I don't know why it just screams an upset, but yeah, look, I, I tend to lean Jags as well. Um, Next up, Seahawks-Cardinals. I think the Seahawks will probably put the Cardinals to bed. Um, ultimately, it's two sides that have defeated us in recent weeks, so it's hard yeah. to the gauge who was more impressive but I tend to feel like the records are reflective of where they are and I think yeah wouldn't be entirely shocked if it was Pete Carroll's last game in Seattle either no yeah that's a good point um, I know it's not something we discussed it so yeah I'd, I'd lead Seattle uh, I'm gonna just side with you there yeah I agree Um, the next game is the Bears at the Packers the Bears are or the Packers are three-point home favourites. I'll side with the Packers here. I think um, they want to end the year on a positive, and I think that's probably beyond the realms or off Chicago. I think they their early season was too negative to sort of... I know, they're as you say, they were trending upwards, but I think the, the, the Packers might want it more. Yeah, I I tend to, tend to agree, um, but I actually think it, it could be a good game. It could be a good game, yeah. To be a good watch. Um, next up is Chiefs Chargers. Um, look, Casey is obviously going to rest a huge amount of their starters. I don't think that's going to make a huge difference, given what else. What if the Chargers left? Um, in terms of pieces. So I'd probably still lean the Chiefs. Um, the, the, yeah. Yeah. 
It's a nothing yeah, the, game. It's a it's a slow game. Chargers are three point favorites, but just they've done nothing to inspire confidence. Uh, next game is the Broncos at the Raiders. Broncos or the sorry, the the Raiders are two and a half point home favorites. Um, just gonna say for the Raiders here, I just think they're playing cohesively as a unit. And Broncos, you know, all the talk around the illegal benching of of Russell Wilson. And all of the negative press that Sean Payton is attracting, it's just all distracting. I think the, the Raiders will actually take this one. Fair. Um, next up, the Eagles make the trip to New Meadowlands. I'd like to say they'll win this one. I'd like to say that. They they have to play their starters in the hope that... What time do the Cowboys? The Cowboys are playing same at the same time. time. Yeah. They'll have to play their starters in the hope that... Uh, the Cowboys drop against the Commanders which I don't think they will um, but they'll still have to play their stars you'd like to think they'd win this one but given how they played them in Lincoln Financial Field and given how they've played in the last few weeks it's very hard to I wouldn't put money on it oh I would if I was putting money on this I'm taking the Giants with the spread um, I think by halftime we'll know whether the Eagles are sitting or playing their starters for the rest of the game and I mean, mm. we've seen the Eagles choke leads away with their starters in, so it's hard to have confidence if they were to sit them, even if, you know. So I'm going to take the Giants. True that. Um, probably not to win, but plus the points. Yeah. Cover the spread. Next Fair game enough. is the Rams versus the 49ers. Niners locked into the one seed. Will probably rest um, a lot of players, and there's still three point favourites here. The Rams, too, are locked into their seed at uh, mm. six. So they won't be prioritizing um, playing their players, too. That's why we're seeing the 49ers still favorited. I'll probably go with the mm. Niners here. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Same. Um, look, and then, obviously, Commanders host the Cowboys. The Cowboys look like they will continue the stretch of no repeat NFC East champion um, barring miraculous miraculous upset uh, I think it's the Cowboys lock it up uh, so I'm back the Cowboys in this yeah me too me too I'd almost be um, I'd almost be tempted for Philly to rest their starters from for the whole game it's just I don't see the ch- commanders challenging the Cowboys at all, which which I get, but you you can't leave that in the chance. Yep, that's fair enough. Um, maybe even a quarter might be enough to tell. But anyway, uh, the final mm. game then is the late Sunday game, and that's the Bills at the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins are three point underdogs at home. Obviously, this is for the division. Um, I'm probably going to take the Bills here. Riding on that surge that they've been on. I'm gonna slide dolphins. I I just have a feeling they'll do it, which would mean the Bills have missed the playoffs. I think. Um, let me see here. If the Bills lose, if the Bills lose, they're still in the wild card spot. That's pending other results, though. Yeah, so it's yeah. not a, a lose and out it's they still it's it will still depend on other teams in the hunt yeah. look that's week 18 previewed it's also the first podcast not just for ourselves but on the network for 2024 yep. we hope you Fair all place. have a lovely Christmas and a happy Thank new you. year and good night Exactly right. I mean, Get there's nobody there. inside the 10. Get back, guys. Here it is. The season's on the line. Two receivers left and right. McCown takes the snap. He steps up. 
He's all by himself. Fires into the end zone. Touch! Touchdown! No! No! The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.